everyone. Thank you so much for tuning into the My Whim Life Show, where I interview other entrepreneurs and share their wisdom, humor, inspiration, and motivation to help you live the life that you want. So my guest today is my friend Shelby Bills. We were lucky enough to meet through the Women Ignite organization and uh, Shelly Gartman, and I just absolutely love her energy and all of the things that she's been able to create um, along with being a single mom. And so I definitely wanted to introduce my people to her. So Shelby, tell us a little bit about you. Hi, thank you so much for having me on. Um, so my name is Shelby Bills and I am the co-owner and managing partner of Graeber & Company Salon and Day Spa. I also own Grace Salon and am the co-founder of um, Graeber Academy. I am the mom of two amazing, beautiful humans, Kai. My son just turned 13, so that's pretty wild. We're on a new ride. <laughs> and my daughter, Kira, who is 10, and we're just living the dream over here. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the chaotic dream, but it's the mm -hmm. one that most of us entrepreneurs are like, okay, we totally signed up for this. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> right? Did we? Did we sign up for this? Yes. We did. <laughs> we did. Intentionally. People told us. I know people told me when before I became an entrepreneur that this was the hardest thing I would ever do. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know that I believed them, but I certainly believe them now. <laughs> <laughs> Right? We're learning every, I always say I'm face planning forward all the time. <laughs> always, always. So how, because I know that Graeber and Company has been in, uh, in business for a really long time. Um, so tell us, tell me how you got involved with them. Oh my goodness. Yes. Yeah, so we're celebrating our 55, 55th year in business this month. So Graeber and Company has been around for five decades, a really long time. I was fortunate enough to um, start in guest care, so customer service there when I was 19 and I was going to college at Boise State and really just moved up with the company um, over the next few years. And I worked with Aveda, so salons were in my network and I was learning about the salon and spa industry. And then um, I bought out my boss when I was 25 and been doing this for about 12 years of business ownership. So that's kind of how I got into it, got started. Love the industry. I love the beauty and wellness industry. I love people even more. So I'm definitely a people person. And yeah, that's how I got started. That's awesome. So did you, I, I, you said you started as guest services. Did you, uh, do you have your cosmetology license? Did you work on the floor or has it always been the business side of things? Yeah, so I am not licensed. My background is in business marketing and management. Um, I, on purpose and intentionally, don't do hair. I empower people. I lead people. I create teams and cultures, and I just happen to do it in the salon and spa world. Um, so, yeah, it's really interesting. It's a different dynamic. Most, most salon owners um, have either done hair or worked in the spa, and they know that piece of the business. And I came from the whole other side of the team, building the teams, creating the culture, working with the customers and developing the business and then also helping the technical end kind of lead and empower them in that way. Yeah, I, I love that idea. I mean, I think that that it definitely can work both ways. I know some salon owners that are also heavily involved in, in working in the industry as well. Um, but I think this creates, like you said, a very different dynamic. Um, and you're able to focus on just the business side and not worry about those, you know, those details. I'm sure you have people that are in charge <laughs> of those details. Yeah. yeah, 
Yes, exactly. And that's been so great because there there was a period of time, I think when I was uh, a newly minted salon owner, right, that I, I felt the pressure of the public of like, well, you own a salon, but you don't do hair. And like, they would question like, well, how can you do that? And I'm like, well, the business first. And so, you know, so um, I fought like the urge to go to cosmetology school. And I was like, well, maybe I should do an apprenticeship within my business. And maybe I need to learn this. I mean, I can play a hairdresser on TV. I've been in the industry for almost two decades. I know most of the things that they're talking about, but that was not my ultimate goal. And, and for me, it was like, if I was going to choose to be behind the chair, I couldn't focus on the business and the team and building, building that piece, which that's where my heart is. So, you know, I was like, I don't need to do the hair. I need to do this part. I'm good at this part. So I really focused on that. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So I heard you, I, I definitely know about Graber and company and I know about gray salon, but you mentioned some other things. Tell us more about the extra stuff you've got going on. <laughs> Well, so we also have the Academy, which we founded that, I founded that um, about four years ago. I'm trying to think, yeah, four years ago now. And that is for newly licensed or licensed um, professionals who want to develop their skill even further. And so we gift scholarships out to professionals and we educate them um, in the technical piece as well as the soft skills and what it looks like to be in the salon environment. And then we also hopefully then hire people from that program that we have trained and they get uh, positions within our company. So that's something that has been new over the last few years and it's been really exciting to grow and develop that, that piece of it as well. Yeah, that's definitely a piece after my own heart. I, I have been in, in the real estate industry now for more than 16 years and I am definitely uh, feeling that strong urge to start teaching more and more. Um, I've done a lot of coaching one-on-one, -on -one, but that, that whole idea of teaching people from the ground up where, where these things start, how this works, um, it's definitely a powerful experience. I'm sure being able to watch someone go through that transformation has got to be powerful for you. It's so amazing. And we get to see, you know, we get to see great people who are already great already, then develop the technical piece in our industry and then develop the personal piece and create a vision for themselves and their life of where they want to go. And I get to be a part of that. And that's something that, um, it's so important, I think as leaders too, that we're always developing the next generation and we're leading these people and why do they have to necessarily have their own experiences and fail and fail and fail why can't they learn from ours <laughs> hopefully you know and be able to share some of those experiences and and do it better than uh, probably what we were given so i i'm really passionate about that yeah i absolutely 100 percent agree <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, obviously you started, you, you know, you really kind of took the reins at age 25, you said. So that's super, super young. What were some of the, the, the skills and the habits that you had to put into place right from the get-go that have really led to your success? Yeah. So at that time in my life, um, I was 25. I had a toddler at home. Um, my ex-husband, so husband at the time, he was still in college and so he was going through school and um, I had to figure out what this life was going to look like, but I had to know what, how I was going to show up, I guess. Um, so that probably was the first skill is getting really clear on like who I am, what I stand for and what I'm going to allow in my business and what I'm not 
not going to allow, right? Because I think I think sometimes as entrepreneurs, um, we get stuck on the the shiny object or 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 what's next or the big thing. And and I needed to like really be grounded on I've got to develop this piece of the business so that I can understand and I can grow it as well as what does our future look like and what does my future look like and um, what will I have in my business? What will I be a part of? So I think that's really important early on getting getting really clear on your why. Um, being intentional about the things that we do and, and where we spend our time. I think I, early on, I struggled with that. I was like, oh my gosh, I can do everything. But no, we can't do everything really yeah. well, right? And and so what are my strengths? And I really play to my strengths. If I'm not good at something, I go out and I hire someone to do that or I find someone else who has a skill set better than me to do that because I don't I don't need to know all the things or do all the things. So I learned that really early on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a hard lesson to learn, too. I know I have learned it more than on one occasion. Um, <laughs> so definitely, you know, figuring out what those things are and learning how to be okay with delegating and letting go with some of the things. Oh, my gosh. Well, and I think society, especially at that time in my life, um, being a young woman and being 25 and early in my career, and it's like we have the Wonder Woman or the super the superwoman mentality and like society's like, you could do it all and you can be the mom and you can be the business owner. You, can, you know, yeah, that's all great. And how do we take care of ourselves and how do we do this in a way that like, no, we don't have to take it all on and no, that's not our job or our role. And how do we do that and empower other people to be great at what they do also. Yeah. So I, I thought that all the time in the beginning. I'm like, I can do it. I can do it all. And then I was burnt out at the end and it, you know, and it wasn't serving me or the people around me either or my family, you know, it took totally. so much from my kids when they were little. So. Yeah, I, I've talked a lot about balance, and I think the I think that that word balance gets a really bad rap. <laughs> people think that that means equal in all things, and that's not true at all. I have wonderful balance in my life, but I still during the summertime I work 12, 14, 16 hour days. That's what my life looks like at the time. I also have an understanding with my family that that's the way it's going to be in the summertime, but in the winter. Sometimes there'll be a whole week where I don't work at all uh, and I'm able to just hang out with my family or, or you know, do whatever it is that I would like to do. Um, and that's what balance is for me. And I'm sure yes. you went through the same process of figuring out what that means to you as an entrepreneur. Yes. Well, and still, I mean, after doing this for so long and being in this, um, leading, especially leading young, primarily young women, I have a few great men, but primarily young women. Um, we talk about balance a lot and and I'm not sure where that illusion comes from that a balance is equal on all sides because I don't believe it's not been my experience as well. So very similar to yours. Um, when I work, I work hard, right? And we put in all of our effort and they are long days. And when I'm with my family, I'm with my family. And for me, balance is presence in the moment, but always preparation and planning for the future. And if I can do that, then I have peace of mind. I can be with my family. I can do, you know, have fun and, and go and enjoy life. And, and that balance isn't equal on all sides and it's never been for me. So, so when, pe when people ask me about, well, how do you find that balance? How do you strive for that? I don't strive for balance. I strive to be great in that moment and plan and prepare for the future. And then when I'm with my kids, be present, be the mom. And then when I'm at work, be present, be, you know, be the boss, be the leader be the keeper of the culture, all of those things, you know, and when I'm with my friends, I'm like, yes, I'm friends. Like, I don't have to do all those things. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I love that you have really kind of harnessed what that looks like for you. Cause I know that's a struggle that so many people just never really get a handle on for sure. Yeah. Well, and it's something I think that we, um, as women, we take on so much and we want to take on all these roles and it's like, we don't have to do that and, and stop putting the pressure on ourselves to be that because um, at the end of the day, it's really just up to us where we're going to be great in our lives and then give ourselves the grace and the time and the space to just be for a little while too. Nope. I agree. I don't think we're taught that at, at all. Um, to, and you mentioned something else that's super, super important to me and something that I really try to pay attention to. And that's taking care of ourselves. When I think about that, I think about you know, self-care definitely being one of my non-negotiables. It doesn't matter what client is in town. It doesn't matter what my family has going on. If I am not whole, then it doesn't matter. I've got to make sure that that is in place. So what are some of the tools that you use that are non-negotiable for making sure that you stay whole? Yes, definitely. That that has been really important to me also in the last few years that I don't think I've I don't think I really realized that um, early on in my career. I'm like, yeah, I can do it. I can handle it. Now it's, okay, when you work, work. Yeah. And when you're off work, be off work. Like I've got to shut it down um, because I'll get caught in that spinning mode of like, I, I love to create. I love to innovate. I love to bring people together. I love to celebrate. I'll be the hostess with the mostest, you know, all the things but I was forgetting about me and I wasn't taking care of me. And for me, that really starts with um, a lot of personal development. I've done a lot of personal development in the last seven years. And it's like, I am constantly every six to eight months putting myself in some kind of class or course or training or mindset coaching or doing something like that so that I can really dive deeper into me and who I am now. And then who do I want to become in this next my life? the next six months, you know? And so personal development is, it really fuels my soul. It fills my cup. It is really where I thrive. Um, so always having something to look forward to is really important. And then on the day to day, just like I'm saying, um, work when you're at work, be a parent when you're a parent, be a friend when you're a friend and be able to shut the things off because they will take away and they will take up space in other areas of your life if we don't get a handle on that. Yeah. And so I have to, my kids will remind me too, you know, I'll get caught answering a text message or an email or, you know, when I'm with them and my son will be like, mom, you're on your phone. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. You know, and I've asked them for that and I've given them permission to call yeah. me on that too. Right. Or in relationship. And when you're with your friends or your partner or, or you're with other people, it's like, put the phone down, put it away. That stuff is going to wait and it's going to be there tomorrow. Like it's, always going to be there tomorrow and we don't have yeah. to handle everything today with my team you know i've asked them for grace in spaces that um like if i don't respond right away and it's late i'll respond tomorrow if it's really urgent you need to call me you know those things so setting boundaries right like like i feel i feel myself up and have that self-care is boundaries so it's personal development it's boundaries it's being present um i'm in the beauty and wellness industry and that is so important. So it's like if I'm feeling frumpy or I'm feeling down kind of about me, maybe it is that I go get my hair done. Like I just got a fresh color yesterday, you know? Like yeah. maybe it is that I do that. Um, I get a massage. Well, I used to get a massage once a month. That was my commitment last year. I'm going to go back to that again, right? 
it's 90 minutes once a month. That's, you know, that's what, 15 hours, 17 hours a year? Right. Yourself? Like, hello? You're like, you know? <laughs> I am worth that. <laughs> yeah, and I think sometimes people feel guilty to do those things. And it's like, that could be an hour a month for yourself. That's 12 hours a year. If you really put it in perspective, one day a year that you take for yourself to get a massage, that's it. Right. Like it's not, it's not that big of a deal, you know, um, or, or I love being warm. It's, it may be a bubble bath or maybe a hot tub or, you know, sitting by the fireplace. So, you know, a couple times a week, I make sure that I like, I'm in a space of warmth. Um, that's really important for my physical being, you know, uh, on top of trying to go to the gym, that's something I'm working into my routine. <laughs> you know, I've, I've been resistant to, um, the gym and that space, I think for so long that now I'm like, okay, I need that. That helps with aggression. It helps with, you know, de-stressing your life and really pushing our bodies too. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I, I, I am an avid gym person. So that's something that, that has been a part of my life. Uh, I think I started in 2012. So it's, it's really integrated in there. Um, but I, you know, it, it wasn't always easy and it wasn't always something that came super natural to my routine. It was, it was hard. Uh, but now I'm like, wait a minute, I haven't moved my body in like three days. I'm going to lose my mind. So. Well, yeah. I think as entrepreneurs, we, you know, women, mothers, everything, like we're always doing something for someone else. Yeah. And so I'll get in that space too. Where I'm like, I haven't taken care of like my physical body more like, you know, and I'm always on the run and, you know, meal prepping is kind of out of my realm right now. You know, there, I don't make time for that in my world. And so it's like, you know, what are we going to do to get out and to exercise, but also what brings me joy for me, it isn't necessarily taking a walk. Like I don't get joy and find joy in that. But if I'm lifting, like if I'm lifting weights and I can see physically see my body, changing I'm like oh that's cool like I want to do that more you yeah. know so that's something I'm starting to to be excited about more versus being like oh the gym <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I I definitely agree with you it has to be something that I can see sustainable long-term improvement from yes. for sure don't as you start this journey take pictures take okay. word of advice <laughs> I was so mad when I I knew the tape measure was changing and I can I see myself every day, so I couldn't really tell. Um, but other people were starting to notice, and I was like, really wish I would have <laughs> yeah. taken pictures so I could see the difference between when I started and, and where I where I got to. So Oh, absolutely. That's so good. That's a great reminder. I need to do that again. So yes, thank you. <laughs> no problem. Um, so a couple of things. Obviously, you have a lot of different avenues that you're going down. You've got your salons, you've got your academy, you've got your kids, obviously your social life. Yeah. How do you stay focused every day? Yeah. Like really dial into that one thing that's in front of you right at this moment. Yeah. So in the last year, I've really been intentional with my time where I am. Right. So, so I'm not taking on all the projects at work. I've, I've narrowed it down. Like I kind of have I have a to-do and a must-do list. So my to-do can get done. My must-do I need to get done today. And I'll take, you know, I'm moving the hardest things to the top because that is something I procrastinated on for a long time. I would take the most difficult thing and I would wait. And then I was scrambling and I was causing myself this extra chaos that is so unnecessary, you know? And so um, being really intentional about what do I need to get done and then picking my top three things maybe for that week 
um, with work. What do I need to get done with work? I make sure my kids are first. So if they have um, school activities, I mean, not right now because of COVID, but you know, <laughs> if they have basketball or if they have dance or if, you know, my daughter is now uh, picking up the violin. So those things go on my schedule first and then I plan around them accordingly. And some days, some weeks, I may work seven days that week, but maybe I only worked six hours that day or maybe, you know, like, so I don't get caught up. A lot of people get caught up in their schedules. I think of like, well, I'm here and I need to work Monday through Friday, nine to five, or I need to work this set schedule. I work when I need to work and then I can play when I need to play. Yeah, so yeah. I make sure that that's, I'm really intentional about that. I, I can say that I don't miss anything with my children or my family. Like my business took over a lot of years of their life when they were little. And about five years ago, I decided I said never again. My family needs to come first and my business will work around. And it has because yeah. I have set up systems to be in place that allow me to do that. And all of us can do that. Whether we work for someone else or we work for ourselves, we can see pre-plan and if we prepare everyone around us. So I'm, I'm really learning to do that, that better. Um, I plan trips. Well, normally I would plan a trip every three months or so. I like to get out. Um, I like, love the ocean. I love the beach. I love the sun. So I, I really try to get out of Idaho every few months. Um, if I can, I make sure that I do something with my kids at least once or twice a year on like a big trip or a staycation or something like that. So that I'm really intentional with my time. And those go on the calendar at the beginning of the year. Even if I haven't booked it, or I haven't done it, they go on my calendar so I can start to plan and prepare around that. So I'm intentionally setting my goals for my family, for my business, for my team, all of that prior to it even happening. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I mean, it's, it's just, it's so critical to make sure that you are running your calendar, that your calendar isn't running yet. Yes, yes. Someone told me, oh my gosh, this was so good. And I learned it probably just this last year and it says, Oh my God, what does it say? The task expands to the time we get it. Oh, and when I heard that, I was like, mic drop, what? And I'm like, why am I giving something a month or a week or whatever of my time and energy? And it's always right there and it's always pushed to the side. Get it done, get it over with, and move on. And it take it has rocked my world, changed my life. So <laughs> you're like, oh my gosh, I'm so much more productive if I just yes. do the things in front of me. <laughs> Yeah, and do the hard thing first. Everything else is easy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So if you were going to give one piece of advice to an entrepreneur, what would that be? Hmm. Oh, just one? I have so many. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really believe that we create our destiny, that we create the life that we want to live. And through that is by our mindset, our reactions, and how we show up in the world. So for me as an entrepreneur, as a leader, it's I have to, I don't have to, I get to decide every day, am I going to react to what's happening? Am I going to be reactive? Am I going to, uh, how am I going to think about that? Is it going to be negative? Is it going to be positive? What am I going to do with that? And how am I choosing to show up every day? And if we can all do that as leaders and entrepreneurs, but leaders of ourselves, that changes the outcome for everything because whatever someone else does to me, I get the choice to react to it or not. Yeah. And it takes the power away from every situation and it gives it back to me. And I say, okay, no, I'm not, that doesn't serve me and I don't need to do that. 
And what has it taught me? What am I grateful for? If it's a negative situation, that sucks, right? And is it a setup for something even better? Absolutely. Oh, for every failure, we learn something. And if we're not learning, right, then we're going to keep doing it over and over again. Once we learn about it, we're going to make a different choice. And the choice is up to us. So I would say that is, in a nutshell, there's one in there, but it really goes hand in hand to our mindset, our reactions, our choices, our behaviors, and how we show up. Yeah, I 100% agree with all of that. I'm <laughs> sure we have done a lot of the same self-development work over the years. Yes. For sure. All yeah. right. So tell us a little bit about how people can reach you and your companies. Absolutely. So we are, you know, on Instagram, on Facebook, our website. So if you go to graybarncompany.com, if you check out Instagram, just search for Graybarn Company. We also have Grace Salon. You'll see our other location. Um, and then you'll also see the Academy. So if you're in need of any salon or spa services, we're there for you. You can um, instant message any of those. And generally myself or my general manager will get back to you. And I'm here for support. I love, um, I love our community. I, I think Boise, Idaho, Idaho in general, we have such amazing and phenomenal people in our community. And so the more we can collaborate, the more we can connect. Um, you know, I want to do that too. So I absolutely 100% agree. All right. So my very last question that I love asking, because I find <laughs> it so interesting how different people approach it. How do you give back? Oh my goodness. So this is a big one for me. Contribution is so important and it comes in so many different formats, right? Yeah. Sometimes we think of giving back all the time as like, okay, what charity, what nonprofit, what do you donate, right? So those are important. So that in my business, I choose to contribute through charities, through different local nonprofits. Um, we focus a lot, as a company, we focus a lot in the arts, in education. A passion of mine is, um, eliminating food insecurity and childhood hunger. So through food banks, through donations, um, women's events, uh, environmental events, those are kind of where we spend our resources, our time and energy in my business. For me, I think it's on a different level of my, my gift is of my time and my heart and what I can pour into someone else, whether that's motivating them, leading them, inspiring them, to live a bigger life. I think for me, that's where I give. Um, and in order to receive, we must first give. And I think a lot of people are looking at like what's in it for me all the time. And I don't, I don't think that way. I think, okay, what can I give? And then what's going to be the ripple effect? If I give to one person, they're going to give to one person and multiple people. And what's that ripple effect? And that's going to come around and serve me in such a way. I don't need to worry about that. Right? Like that comes back. So um, I love to lead my team. Uh, like I said earlier, I have a team of anywhere from 32 to 35. So that's where my heart and my time is spent, um, empowering them, educating them, inspiring them, asking questions to really dig like, what's important to you? Why do you matter? And what mark do you want to leave? Because that's what we're here to do, right? Like what legacy are we leaving? How are we impacting the world? How do we show up in such a great way that every day what we do matters? And yeah. so um, I do that with my team. I, I think I do that a lot with my friends <laughs> and my my sphere as well. But um, yeah, just kind of wherever I can give back and wherever I can show up better 
and support other people and other young women, other, other leaders in our community? How can I support them better and contribute as well? Yeah, yeah. I think collaboration, you know, of, of whatever kind we have the ability as leaders to share with others. I think that's so, so important, you know, that we're right in the in the middle of things. Uh, we're able to see things from several dis- different perspectives, not only where we're going, but where we are and where we've been. And I think there's significant power in being able to look at that and share with others. Absolutely. And and again, why do we have to make our own mistakes? And why do we have to go through it alone, right? Like we link arms and we do this together and we learn from other people. And, you know, we, we get to do that in a community. And I think that's, I love what you're doing. And I love what our group, when I met you through Women Ignite, well, what we were doing in the past as well as what we'll be doing in the future. It's like, that's where I want to be. I want to be with people who are going here and their mindset is is in a really space of gratitude and you know we're contributing we're giving back we're connecting collaborating i mean it's that true sense of community like we don't have to do this alone but you have to get out there and do it and put yourself in the places to be seen and to be heard and to be a part of i absolutely love that I am so, so, so grateful that you came on this little journey with me. I am beyond blessed at the people that I have been able to meet through my entrepreneurial journey and through the the different people I've met. Uh, And I just, I can't share the people that I'm inspired by enough. Uh, which is why this show came about. I just really wanted to be able to put people that I admire on a platform um, where they could be shared with more than just the people that I run into on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, I love that. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. This is amazing, and I love what you're doing, so thank you. (laughs) You are welcome, and we will see you next week. Thank you so much for tuning in to the My Wim Life show today. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss a moment of the goodness.